0: Welcome to another episode of Pat the Fat Man. I am Pat. And I am the Fat Man. And we are going to talk about sports ball.
1: Sports ball.
0: I'm old manning it as hard as I can here (laughs) with my Mr. Rogers.
1: Your house jacket. (laughs) Yeah, house
0: jacket. I've got my slippers on underneath the table.
1: Well, you're using a Moscow Mule mug there. Please tell me it's actually a Moscow Mule. No, no, it's not Moscow Mule. This is a Mammoth Caves National Park. Oh, yeah. I got one for Hawking Hills. Is it the, like an uh, actual clay mug? mm mm-hmm. Okay, because it looks like one of those like copper, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of does. I've got some of those. But funny enough, if I can, I will buy American. And within the National Park stores... At least last summer when we went to Mammoth Caves, this was the only style mug that was made in America. The rest of them were Chinese. (laughs) And so
1: it's the one I bought. Well, speaking of national parks, just uh, before we get into it, uh, this earlier this week, last week... (laughs) If anybody saw it in the news, Dry Tortugas National Park was closed down. For those of you that don't know, Dry Tortugas National Park is a small series of islands 70 miles west of Key West. I've actually been there. It's really cool if you can get out there. You can only get out there by seaplane or by a ferry that's chartered through the National Park Service. But it's a really cool thing out there. And when I went there years ago to camp the park rangers gave us a briefing on rules because there are rules out there. <laughs> Mainly don't do anything stupid to get yourself hurt. Cause we then have to call the coast guard and that's a pricey little bill you get after being, you know, rescued. <laughs> yes. But the last thing that our park ranger told us was that if there should be a migrant landing, go into the fort, knock on my apartment and get me. Now I say this because last week i said we don't have these happens so and wouldn't you know that very same week it happened <laughs> now if you don't understand what he means by a migrant landing he meant cubans washing up on shore which is exactly what happened <laughs> and last week roughly almost 300 between key west and dry tortugas washed up on shore and had they had to shut down the park and the islands so that way they could take care of all these people that washed up on their shore
0: yeah these are refugees from a terrible communist regime which has ruined all of their lives so in general we should probably try and take care of them
1: <laughs> i i just found it interesting because like like it actually happened it didn't happen while i was there but the ranger yeah. said it could happen and here we are and i'll tell you this you go on the map and you look at it those people hit it they deserve to be rescued because that is a tiny tiny island and if you miss it there's nothing but water <laughs>
0: yeah in nautical terms The distance between Cuba and the Keys is not that far. Yeah. But in actual, in real life, you know, swimming or walking or really even riding a a bike
1: (laughs) 90 miles (laughs) is a long way. Well, and in the wrong time of year, this was treacherous waters. This is why they found, you know, Spanish gold. In them waters, you know, well, Fusher became very rich and famous because the wrong time of the year, hurricanes and things and big squalls pass through there and just devastate ships. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. never mind what these people lash together to call a raft. Raft. <laughs> <air quotes>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever would float, really.
1: Right. <coughs> I just thought that was an interesting news bit. Yeah. But we came here to talk sports ball with you folks, as you could tell by my awesome New Jersey. Thank you, mother, father, for the Christmas gift. Sports ball. What
0: kind of sports ball do we want to talk about? Let's start with college. Okay. Let's see. The SEC sent most of their teams to bowl games this year. Not shocking anybody. Except for... Texas A&M. That's right. And Auburn. Both of those teams in the West did not go to bowl games. (laughs) In the East, pretty obvious Vanderbilt did not go. Despite having two whole wins in the SEC (laughs) in in the same year... (laughs) I want them to get a bowl game just as a, you know,
1: good job, guys. You know, good job. (laughs) You belong in the conference. You made it to a bowl game. You could stay. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But, you know, they beat, who was it? They beat Florida and they beat um, Kentucky. Florida played like trash. They lost their bowl game. It was very much like most of the low-level teams in the SEC who got bowl games got beat. And the ones who did pretty well Won their game Florida was embarrassed by Oregon State 30-0 to zero. Not shocking really But actually it probably <laughs> did shock some Oregon State fans And most people who think the Pac-12 was just trash Which, eh I mean, I mean every conference has decent folks like, Sorry, every power conference has decent folks Wake Forest beat Missouri 27-17 to 17. Also shocking nobody Because <laughs> it's Missouri You mean Missouri? <laughs> yeah, Missouri On the edge of your seat, crazy heart palpitation game. Arkansas beat Kansas 55 to 53. (laughs) I mean, think about that. (laughs) It's it's over 25 points a half scored by both teams. (laughs) So not a whole lot of defense there. Texas Tech beat Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl, 42-25. to That one was a little surprising, I have to admit. I did not expect Texas Tech to beat Ole Miss, but Ole Miss has been real weird this season, kind of come and go. Notre Dame came back and beat South Carolina, and that was so surprising because they literally came back in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, despite all the talk, Notre Dame really isn't you know the powerhouse it used to be. No, and South
0: Carolina was definitely rising at the time. So, the orangest Orange Bowl in history, Tennessee versus Clemson. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, both teams, orange and white, playing in the Orange Bowl. Right.
1: <laughs> Which is where we were last year? Year before?
0: No, two years ago? Yeah, so the year before last. Yeah. Two, so, last year we were in the Gasparilla Bowl. We didn't go because of COVID. Right. And then two years ago, Texas A&M was in the, I guess it was the Orange Bowl. It was in one of the, you know, New Year's Eve games. Yeah, I want to say it was orange. Or New Year's. It was a New Year's Six. I can't remember.
1: You weren't there. No. We don't go unless they're in Jacksonville. (laughs) Right. For some reason. (laughs) (laughs) So we should have gone
0: to the playoffs that year. That's right. We were better than Notre Dame. We should have gone to the playoffs.
1: And we were like edging it with uh, Ohio State. That's what really made us mad.
0: Yeah. Because
1: Ohio State was not good.
0: But neither was Notre Dame. Right. Alabama- crushed kansas state 45 to 20 shocking nobody (laughs) iowa shut out kentucky so that was a that wasn't really surprising but it was kind of you know as good as kentucky started the season and then um you know scoring literally zero points in their bowl game and then we get into the uh the college football playoff so the first game georgia versus actually the first game was um tcu michigan so everybody expected michigan to come out and just stomp tcu i did The theory being that TCU, despite being in Power 5 Conference, which is the Big 12, they're in one of the crummy Power 5 Conferences, which is everybody but the SEC.
1: And (laughs) even in the Big 12, it's not like they were the the biggest program or had the best recruits or anything like that. I mean, TCU in the grand scheme of even in the Big 12 is, you know, one of the lower teams up until – this year. Yeah, up until 2025. Even when we were in the Big 12, we didn't worry about TCU. TCU
0: wasn't in the Big 12 when we were in the Big 12. Oh, well. Yeah, they didn't even join the Big 12 till after we left. <laughs> yeah, they're they're small time. They really are. It's a small, it's a Texas Christian University outside of uh, Fort Worth, just south of Fort Worth. You know, I love the school simply because many of the nurses who took care of Micah were from TCU. Uh, TCU grads just because they're in the same area where the hospital was but it's not a big school, it's not a big program. Almost none of the kids are I mean even four-star recruits coming out of high school. They get a lot of people from the transfer portal from other programs who aren't playing for those programs. And they came in and they put up a heck of a fight. It was nuts. It was crazy. It was it was like watching a shootout that nobody expected to happen. And we were all left wondering are we watching two really awful defenses or two really, two really stunning offenses? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if Michigan was real at that point, because, I mean, two years in a row beating Ohio State, that's no small thing. Beating Ohio State, you know, keeping Ohio State out of the Big Ten, you know, championship game, that's no small feat because, I mean, Ohio State's had a monopoly on the Big Ten for years now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Michigan winning the Big Ten against the winner of the Big Twelve we're all kind of sitting there going, okay, well, I mean, just looking at TCU as a program, we just don't figure they'd be able to do it. And they come out conference champions of the Big 12, and now they're, they beat the conference champions of uh, the Big 10. And it's sort of, I, and it was just crazy. It was crazy. Like every, literally every five minutes, someone was scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the game was 40. Sorry. No, I don't have that, that one up because it was an SEC game, but it was a stunning game. Great game. Exactly the kind of game you want in the college football playoffs.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was followed by uh, Ohio State and Georgia. And again, you figured Georgia was going to just stomp Ohio State because they looked like they were the best team in the entire country without question. Oh yeah, without question. You know, Kirby
0: Smart has seemed to have putting himself together a run in another dynasty within the SEC. Right as the... uh, alabama nick saban dynasty is starting to wind itself down not that it's going to go away i mean
1: (laughs) which was pointed out on the air in front of him like the guy the announcer was talking about the dominance of georgia was sitting right next to nick saban when he said that georgia was starting to dominate the sec now (laughs) i mean go check it out it's online all the time but it was just like i mean nick saban didn't like you know roll his eyes or anything but you could tell he was like really you can going to say that right from my face on camera. Oh, yeah, mother. <laughs> You're lucky that camera's rolling. I'd be, you know. <laughs>
0: you see this crowbar start to come up.
1: <laughs> oh, I guarantee you, he, he he either said something to him when, when they were off the air, or he said exactly zero and threatened to just never go back on. <laughs> yeah, That's Nick Saban, apparently. Apparently, you know, in the last, this past year, we've seen a lot of Nick Saban and realize how much he likes to cry about things. <laughs>
0: Nick Saban, he's never happy.
1: He wasn't happy when they were winning
0: championships. (laughs) (laughs) You walk away from winning a championship game and be like, ah, we really need to, we let the defense, let them score uh, seven points. We really need to work on that. And be like, you just won the national championship. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's Nick Saban. So,
1: anyways.
0: (laughs) But yeah, build build is a game. So, you know, coming off Michigan TCU, where everybody was sure Michigan was going to, you know, obliterate TCU, turns out, no, it's a shootout and TCU wins it. Coming in the Ohio State-Georgia game, everybody's like, well, what's going to happen with this? And lo and behold, another shootout. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, I, I thought through all of that game that Georgia was going to lose. Mm-hmm. I think the way my dad put it was Ohio State basically played the best game they had in two years <laughs> <laughs> against Georgia. Because every time Georgia scored, well, every, so Ohio State started off scoring but every time Ohio State scored Georgia scored so they just never let up and so it it turned into a shootout and literally came down to the very last play Georgia scored you know with I don't know 50 something seconds left on the clock it's 42 41 Ohio State gets the ball back they managed to drive it down far enough to Go for a field goal. It's like a forty-five or forty-eight yard field goal. Poor kid. I tell you what, that's one of the worst kicked balls I've ever seen in my life.
1: Like it wasn't (laughs) like
0: he tried, and and, you know the ball went up and it just went. You know, was a little
1: bit short. For one, it's in a dome, so you can't blame it on the wind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it went a little bit, a little bit to the side of no. It it came off his foot sideways and spun. sideways, (laughs) all the way off to the left, far, far away, and not far enough at all. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, man. (laughs) So I guess Georgia won.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That poor kid. I feel bad for kickers, man.
0: (laughs) And the truth is, we saw a couple of those field goals this year, one that won a team one game. I think that won the Tennessee alabama game that's how tennessee won that game was
1: oh, never mind our game in arkansas yeah literally on the top of the post
0: at <laughs> the very top of the post yeah
1: but at least then it actually still went in no it didn't yeah
0: that was eric arkansas
1: those arkansas kick
0: yeah it's it's almost the same scenario no. oh yeah by not making that we won
1: huh. <laughs> see that's yeah. how much i want to forget about this year yeah, no, I know, I know. So,
0: and the SEC, oh my gosh, the SEC short going into this, into the final game. So, okay, so the I need to watch it then. Georgia Ohio State game ends up forty-two forty-one. So it's Georgia TCU. You know, everybody's kind of scratching their heads. Okay, TCU put up an amazing game against Michigan. Ohio State, you know, really gave Georgia a real run for its money, and, and probably should have won that game. What's this? What's the national championship going to look like? Turns out it looks like a slaughter,
1: <laughs>
0: a slaughter, 65 to seven TCU scored one touchdown in the first quarter. And Georgia was like, no, you're never touching that, that grass again.
1: <laughs> That's a, we almost lost the last game. We're going to make sure everyone is now scared shitless of us now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It looked like, like, and it had some terrible ratings because it was a slaughter. (laughs) Like, like once you got past the first quarter and you're like, well, it's already 25 to 7. It doesn't look like it's going to go the other way. (laughs) I don't think TCU is coming back from this. (laughs) And you got to
1: think about it like this. 25. Okay. So 25 doesn't easily divide among seven. So there were either two point conversions just to, to, you know, put salt in the wound or there were some missed kicks. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, it meant that they were just toying with him like, well, we can just do whatever we want now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The SEC short going into that one was Hope showing back up at, at George's house. To go into the road trip to the national championship, driving from Atlanta to LA. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The one Georgia fan's like, yay. And the other one's like, no, you leave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You abandoned us. (laughs) Yeah. Do this on our own.
0: (laughs) And she's like, I've been working for you guys all the time. You know, Kentucky thinking it was going to rule the East after two games. That was me. Tennessee thinking they were going to win the East and get in the college football playoffs. That was me. South Carolina thinking they were going to beat Notre Dame in their bowl game. That was me. The fact that Texas A&M fans already think they've turned it around, even though they've had 26 kids enter the transfer portal. Me. I was like, it hurts because it's true. It's true. And the funny part is, like I've I've looked at the transfer list. And I'm like, yeah, we can let these guys go. That's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only real notable guy on there was Hans King. All the rest of the transfers were not guys who saw any time on the field.
1: I mean, the kid that can't stay healthy, and when he does, looks like he's about he's scared shitless of the other team. I I think you should just make him a running back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go from quarterback to fullback. do it
1: (laughs) right because you know he's already scared i mean what better for thing for a scared guy to do than run away from them you just gotta make sure he runs in the right direction
0: yeah small scared guy who's fast that's what you want in a running back (laughs) at least your big play outside uh running back you know you're you're straight up the gut running back you want a different kind of guy for that you gotta be dumb
1: <laughs> rhinoceros <laughs>
0: yeah, to play on the front line, you've gotta be big and dumb to be a running back, you just have to be dumb <laughs> <laughs> which of course is not not really true, considering all the plays and everything. most football players have a considerable amount of brain power.
1: Yeah, the stuff that they have to remember. Yeah, especially on the fly. Yeah.
0: So other games of note: Mississippi State beat Illinois, so nineteen to ten. LSU decimated Purdue. That was not quite as bad as the Georgia TCU game. So Georgia TCU <laughs> was sixty-five to seven. LSU Purdue was sixty-three to seven. It was just nothing but LSU just destroying Purdue. So, I believe Purdue is the runner-up. They played Michigan for the for the conference championship in the Big
1: Ten. So, oh, yeah, on the East Division.
0: Yeah. So, going into the football, the college football playoffs, I kind of wanted to see Mississippi win, so that Georgia could have beaten both Ohio State, both of the good teams out of Ohio State. But I'll take TCU beating Michigan. <laughs> I'm okay with that too So, you know, around the horn It was it was a decent bowl game season Of course we didn't have one So that kind of sucked, but then again I don't know what we would have gotten If we'd gotten six wins
1: Yeah Would have saved ourselves some Embarrassment on national television For the however many times we were on National TV this year, so
0: Yeah, so ends college football 2022-2023 Thank you God. Coming in 2024? I don't know. Is uh, is Texas and Oklahoma moving over? I don't think it's this year. I mean, it was originally scheduled for 2025. Right. But I know they've been trying, like, every year to, to speed that up. Well, who knows now? Yeah. All the big changes were slated for 2025. So, all the conference realignment stuff. Texas and... Oklahoma moving over to the SEC. The SEC has announced that they are going to do away with the conferences, East and West. They have not announced what is going to take its place. Hmm. So we could spend some time speculating wildly about that if we wanted to.
1: I mean, if you're not going to do divisions, then it's just the two top teams whether they're East or West or whatever, which is honestly fine because this is the SEC. I mean, the the problem you got there's at that point wouldn't you just have to play all sec teams then the whole the entire year
0: i mean that is i think kind of what the sec would prefer to be honest mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah and i kind of get it because i mean that's the thing we don't get a shot at the championship because we're stuck in the same division as alabama alabama you know so you're know, just like well sh- yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that I mean, that's everybody on the east side complaining about Georgia now.
1: Georgia. So. Well, now, though, but it wasn't like that you know, a
0: couple years ago. Yeah, that's true. It's usually either Georgia or Florida who's dominant over there.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it really changes a whole lot yet. I don't think that in the SEC you've got as many competitive teams as you'd like for it to make a difference. I
0: don't know. I always go back and forth on that because... The East seemed pretty competitive this year. You had Tennessee, you had South Carolina. You had um, obviously Georgia, but Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky wasn't that competitive. And South Carolina, who ended the season 8-4, and four, I want to say. Well, not 8-5 and five after losing to Notre Dame. But they all turned out to be fairly competitive teams. You know, Ole Miss was relatively competitive. LSU turned out to be very competitive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alabama, I mean, there were two losses, but that's still not bad. I mean, that's... Still
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but Alabama ended up in the SEC championship, didn't it? It was LSU. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it was Georgia and LSU, and Georgia smoked mm-hmm. LSU, so... hmm Yeah, so, I, you know, on the lower end, it's us, Auburn, Arkansas, so Texas A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, and Ole Miss... Which is weird because everybody thought Ole Miss was gonna be good, Mississippi State was gonna be crummy, and they both Mississippi State played amazing while at home and then terrible away. And Ole Miss was just sort of random. And Auburn was as bad as we were, they just happened to beat us. <laughs> and Arkansas was just all over the map. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the pods concept where you have, you know, four teams. So, because I think that brings it up to six teams, so you have four mini divisions, basically. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be northeast, southwest, whatever, and then you'd have a mini playoff within the SEC.
1: It's <laughs> so almost like Group A and B for like uh, international soccer uh, tournaments.
0: Could be. Yeah, I you know I don't know how they're going to do it. That's that I'm interested to see. I I expect you know where everything or appears to me where everything's going. You know, because you have USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, and you have the Big Twelve picking up four more teams. I think where we're moving to is four power five conferences, so it's going to be power four, power f- four, four.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you know, the ACC, one of them, the ACC or the Big Twelve is going to, mm-hmm. or the or the Pac Twelve is going to collapse. Mm-hmm. The other two are going to absorb them.
1: I'd imagine it would be the Pac-12 just because revenue-wise, they're in a hard p- position being all the way out in the West Coast. Right. Just all the all the popular teams are east of the Rockies.
0: Yeah. And there are other conferences who are scouting their teams. <laughs> I, rem- I remember reading that.
1: Yeah. So I think that's more of the thing. This whole transfer portal NIL stuff. It's going to take a year or two for it to settle down and kind of figure itself out maybe it will figure itself out maybe not but seeing again because like i heard on the radio i want to say last week the ncaa was like going after a coach for I don't know, giving a kid, like, you know, taking a kid out to lunch or something, some some minor thing to do with exchanging of gifts or recruiting. recruiting or something like that. And you're like, are you kidding me? There are guys out there making million-dollar deals. I mean, what, what, you know, you're just looking inept at this point trying to do that kind of stuff. So, you know, either they got to put their hands completely on or completely off and they don't know what they're doing. So until a lot of that stuff, I think, gets figured out. It's going to be really kind of up in the air to see what's best, what it'll actually do and what's best. Yeah.
0: I think in the end, we end up with two conferences. And if I was a betting man, it would be the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah. And you have in, inside conference playoffs, followed by the, the winner from the two going to the Super Bowl. Mm. I mean, the NCAA championship. Right. <laughs> we're going to end up with the NFC and AFC effectively right. in the college football world.
1: <laughs> CNFL. <laughs> right.
0: And I'm OK with that. Um, you know, this is the way things have been pushing for a long time.
1: I'm OK with it now because the thing was, is like all these colleges were like, let's make money off these kids. You know, and they ran with it. And it's like, well, you open Pandora's box. Now you're going to deal with it. <laughs>
0: Yep, and you know it may become professionalized. Mm-hmm. You know when the when the kids are actually getting paid for playing and not paid for their name, image, and likeness. Right. Which is just a substitute for being paid to play.
1: Right. <laughs> Evidence that as soon. I mean, as soon as the national championship was done, Dion Sanders left his, his, you know, Jackson State University to go play at or to go coach at uh, Colorado you know he was trying to boost the profile of a historically black college and one year of that and then he's like yep going to colorado now yeah
0: <laughs> which that'll be interesting you know the buffs see if they come back uh-huh because they were a decent program i think they even have a national championship within the last 30 years or maybe it's 40 50 years now i think i want to say it was the 70s <laughs> either way it'd be interesting to see them be competitive I expect long-term you'll have some stuff fold. But then again, we've got a lot of changes. NIL is going to take a couple years to settle out. You know, The transfer portal, we kind of got to a place where we understood what that meant. And ultimately what the transfer portal meant was zero stability in your program. You had little in the way of confidence that you would have backups for any position because they're always going to go to the transfer portal if they can. Injury is always a luck of the draw. You never know what Positions are going to get injured, and how they're going to get injured, and so some teams would do really well, and some teams to do really poorly because they lose key people to the the transfer portal. Right. So it made things it made things way less stable. Nil is going to go the other direction. I expect it's going to make things a lot more stable because kids will get sponsors, you know,
1: ships for going to bigger school, bigger programs. And staying there, well, your A listers will pick their school and stay there, right? And everybody who's not quite A list or who can't get onto the A list because the A lists aren't moving, you know, anywhere, they'll move to other places, and they'll either have deals waiting for them or they'll find ways of generating those deals, even if they're small market deals.
0: Yeah, well, I expect what will eventually start happening is coaches who recognize the desire to have depth in the program mm-hmm. we'll start going to the boosters and saying I know we're not playing this guy and I know he's second or third string but I need you to give him a deal <laughs> because we need to keep no, him right
1: because you want this you know you want this to stretch three or four years we need to keep this guy at least for another so make him stay for at least another year until we get somebody behind him and then just keep that wheel going
0: yeah so it's going to take two to three years for that to play out. At the same time, conference realignment is going to happen. And also the college football playoffs expanding to 12 teams. That's going to be a big thing, too. So all that rolled into it. I was
1: going to say, you know, that this year was a great example of how a 12 team system could, well, not just 12, but it would have been better, as we talked before about a 16. But expanding that playoff can make things really interesting and really good. That way, a team like TCU can maybe they don't have a shot, but they'll make people watch yeah
0: and since they were i believe what all the power five conference championships champions make it in Mm -hmm. and then per the rankings i don't remember how they came out with figuring out who gets to go or if they even did that yet probably
1: not yet but either way knowing how fast those guys move (laughs) you know you're talking about the transfer portal though too but you're getting that in professional football right now too prime example like the browns i mean we gotten we've had uh, odell beckham jr complain you know had his father put out a video about him not getting played or being picked or you know not getting the plays and he went on to the rams targets he's not getting the targets, right, targets he wanted and then jadavian Clowney, you know saying that he's not out to be favorites or to you know win Uh, Hall of Fame, you know, trophies or whatever he's out there to to win and this, that. And the other thing that calls a big stir and, you know, because apparently he wants to get traded. So you're getting players now want demanding trades. That's kind of the same thing as a transfer portal.
0: Yeah. So and what's really disturbing is in the NFL, it's non-season dependent. So the transfer portal in the NCAA world depends on the season because these kids are in college. So they can't just leave in the middle of a semester. They have to be enrolled as students.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. And they only have so many years. Once you get to the pro level, you just do it. You can play however long your body will let you.
0: I mean, there are guys who have played for three teams in a single season this year. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, ah, that doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> you know, something's off. Something doesn't feel right. <laughs>
1: It'll just take a little time. Speaking about the NFL. Yeah, it'll just take a little time (laughs) for college to sort itself out, but then we'll have a better idea of what we think it should and what it will do. Yeah.
0: I think it'll be 2027, maybe 28, till things shape up in a way. But who knows? Like, could keep changing. At
1: this point, I don't care as long as AM can find freaking wins, you know. Yeah. Like that's how far we slid back to. We started off with Jimbo saying just get us to the SEC championship. Now we're back to just get us into a bowl game again.
0: Yeah. I want to. I want a winning record <laughs> again. Right.
1: I say for me,
0: it's always been beat our rival. You know, for me, <laughs> it's always been Texas. Mhm. Did we have a losing season? Yeah. Did we beat Texas? Yeah. Then I'm fine. I'm happy. I'll take both. Both the winning season and beating uh, and beating Texas. And, you know, since we've been in the SEC, LSU has been sort of the closest thing we've had to a rival. So that's what I care about is did we beat LSU? Unless we happen to beat Alabama that year and then I don't care. Um, <laughs> as bad as last season was, we beat LSU. So i am I don't know. Part of me is still happy. Coming up in the future you know the Texas game is going to come back in some form or
1: fashion have to
0: yeah that'll be that'll be it for me again mm-hmm. but that's just me as an i i do you know considering how much money the sports you know the 12th man foundation has it shouldn't be hard for us to get the best and to keep the best
1: yeah especially this season when you saw how bad we were doing like you said maybe a lot of the guys that that transferred weren't essential but you wouldn't think there'd be that many but you think a lot of those guys that were being transferred or that are transferring would be like i need to hang out for this offseason because i really got a shot because we were so bad that if i've been sitting on the bench now's my time my time to get on the field that was
0: one of the things that struck me kind of strangely was that we're playing with so many red shirt and true freshmen and a lot of these guys transferring are sophomores and juniors mm-hmm. who didn't play and i'm like that strikes me as a little odd that these guys never played in a season where we were playing like th- 30 more than 30 freshmen and <clears throat> redshirt freshmen. I I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what's going on. You know, my hope is that the offensive coordinator is allowed to do his job as an offensive coordinator, that the defensive coordinator shapes the defense up, that our guys all come along nicely, that the core team effectively stays on, especially the front line. You know the offensive line that the off that that the center learns how to snap the (laughs) ball. (laughs) You know, (sighs) because it was just so painful. (laughs) You know that they learn and that they learn how to play in loud stadiums. Mm -hmm. The defense obviously is used to it at home, but the offense they just look so lousy in the really loud stadiums, like Mississippi State with those cowbells, (laughs) which. I mean, by the end of those games, like your the the entirety of your your head is numb from the noise, and if you haven't come up with a way for your offense to work in that scenario, you're not doing your job because that's just the SEC.
1: Oh yeah, we
0: have competitive fans. Uh huh. We care. We all care, <laughs> and we're all going to be loud about it.
1: <laughs> Even teams like Vandy. <laughs> and Missouri.
0: Even Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Mm. I tell you, what, you want a feel good game. Go to our our win over Missouri two years ago. <laughs> it's not a hole; it's a gaping wound. <laughs> it's a chain just running down the middle of this. The offensive line and just made this like
1: there was nobody there within the, between the hashes,
0: like, and he was he was running down the middle.
1: <laughs> There's just nobody there. Yeah, I'm just gonna look forward to not thinking about football for a little bit but i can do that after we talk about the uh the nfl season go ahead brown man well i'll just sum it up the browns suck <laughs> we, we suck, suck again, again. Yeah. <laughs> so deshaun watson finally came back against uh, the houston texans and uh i guess if you really thought about it Somebody who hasn't played football in almost two years probably wasn't going to be at his best his first game out, but it's Houston. I mean, Houston is the worst team in the NFL. They're worse than than the, the Detroit Lions. They're worse than, you know, the Washington Commanders. You know, they're just bad team, but we barely beat them. And Deshaun Watson just did not look good. I and mean, when he was throwing, he was spiking the ball into the ground, you know, trying to make a throw. It, it was not a good situation defensive miscues all throughout these last few games and go through each game but it's just they're all just so depressing <laughs> <laughs> i mean we couldn't even beat pittsburgh that was so you know what you know what, I, I gotta say that that was our last game of the year pittsburgh on my birthday sunday the 8th and if you had to have something to to put under your cap as you know an achievement for this year that should have been the game because that if we'd won that game we would have given mike tomlin the head coach of the steelers his first losing record in the nfl we would have prevented the steelers from getting into the playoffs which they they didn't get in anyways thank thank goodness to what was it thank you miami yeah, thank you miami <laughs> thank you My aunt.
0: Yeah, we'll go over who's in the playoffs (laughs) this year in just a little bit because it is (laughs) ridiculous.
1: (laughs) But you couldn't even do that. You couldn't even do that. Uh, You lost to Pittsburgh in the last game of the year. You lost to the Bengals again. Your kicker was okay, but just... (laughs) After, like, demolishing the Bengals that first
0: game and then looking like total crud, Uh you should have just... Fucking fired Deshaun Watson.
1: <laughs> well, that was the funny part against New Orleans in Cleveland on a windy day, where you knew everybody was going to run the ball. You didn't run the ball. You still lost to New Orleans in in Cleveland. Yeah, a team that plays in a dome in the south. You're an outdoor team in the north, and you couldn't beat them on a cold winter day on you know on the lake. Yep, we fired our defensive coordinator, which should have happened months ago, but. Honestly, I don't know if he's the only problem on our team. He's not the only problem on our team, and we're going to lose guys this season. It's just you don't know where they're going because you just like we had a chance, and now it seems like that chance is just gone. Oh, man. If you get, like,
0: Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons on the same defense, oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, and my honestly, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like, even with and Clowney, they were a good duo. They did good things. It wasn't them. It was so much as, you know, the fact that the guys in the back, can can I help you? But, you know mercifully our season's cut short and i don't have to think about it i'm not i'm gonna just stop following them on twitter i'm gonna stop following them on facebook i don't want to see them on esp news i just don't want to think about them for like the next six months and just focus on the guardians that's where we're at right now i'm looking to the guardians for comfort because at least there there's a hundred some odd games where i could feel good at least in some of them yeah yeah that was my browns rant (laughs) it's been a bad ride
0: at the end of the season for Cowboys fans, it starts with almost losing to the Houston's being able to pull that out of the fire at the end, but it was close the whole way. And it's the Texans. And you're just like, what is going on? Then followed by a loss to the Jags. Yeah, you heard me right. A loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is coming off of the Jaguars defeat of the Ravens. Uh, they lose to somebody and then they defeat the Cowboys And then after that game, you start looking around the league, and you're getting, like, some really weird contenders for the playoff spots. For instance, Tampa Bay, who's been playing eh all year, is, like, (laughs) clinching their division. And the Lions. The Lions. (laughs) Effectively challenging the Packers for that seed. Uh, uh, Uh... <laughs> uh, and then the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. gunning for that wild card spot. And basically, the last Sunday, week 18, it comes down to either the Dolphins, the Patriots, or the Browns. Any of those three teams win, and the Steelers are out. Yeah. And the Steelers are out. And in order for the Dolphins to get in, New England has to lose. And lo and behold, New England is playing the Bills. And the Bills are ascendant this year. They're fucking awesome <laughs> looking. <laughs> and and they're coming off the whole injury thing, which we can get into. Yeah. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming up. <laughs> and so you come into week 18 and it's like, if these teams win, then we have a playoff that has the Jags. Literally their second time ever going to
1: the playoffs in the history of their team's existence. Who would have thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars could make it to the playoffs as long as they had a coach that wasn't busy in a bar getting a trouser arouser.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The Miami Dolphins
1: and the Detroit Lions. Oh my God. It just hit me. All three Florida teams. Are in the playoffs. (laughs) All three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if that's not a clear sign that this is the end times, folks. Right. <laughs> Think about it. Every bad Florida joke can now be applied to the football season. I mean, God, SNL going to should have a field day with this. Yeah, a
0: <laughs> oh, field day.
1: The different kind of trash between a Miami fan, a Bucks fan, fan. And a Jaguars a Jag- fan. A Jags fan. <laughs> oh my gosh! So
0: yeah. Cowboys, you know they lose to the Jaguars. They beat the Titans. That game was somewhat important in that we had to win the lap because we we beat the Eagles. Oh yeah, and then we beat the Eagles. Sorry, we beat the Eagles and then we go into the Titans. And so we beat the Eagles, and that was amazing. Now, granted, they have a backup quarterback, but when they played us, we had a backup quarterback. So fair is fair. <laughs> they beat us with a <laughs> with a backup. We beat them with a backup. It's all good. We can all continue to talk trash. Looking like the Eagles and the Bills are still, like, the teams. The Vikings, if you look at their record, are the team, but they're somehow just pulling it off in the fourth quarter every every game or collapsing like a flan in a cupboard, <laughs> one or the other, like they did against Dallas. So those are the two big teams. And Cowboys beat the Titans if the Eagles lose, and they did, whoever they played that weekend. If they lose both games and the Cowboys win both games, then the Cowboys end up as the first seed in the NFC, which would give them a bye week and they'd get to play at home. Or they're a wild card and they don't get the bye week and they have to play literally every game in the playoffs away. (laughs) 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 You know, unless they go to the Super Bowl and that's going to depend on the, the Pro Bowl, which is location of the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, which is now flag football. Well, I agree with it. Like, watching the Pro Bowl game last year, it was just sort of this weird... Right, because no one wanted to touch
1: each other. <laughs> right. right, and I'm like, flat <laughs> right, football, right.
0: that's the way to do it. <laughs> it's still
1: a little bit real. Uh, it's just one of the awkward parts about that particular All-Star event, because, you know, those guys get hurt, and then they're just really screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, say, some other, like, basketball All-Star I mean, you can get hurt you can get hurt in all these all stars, but you're less likely to in baseball or basketball, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Football's a little more intense. <laughs> yeah. But either way, Dallas ends up losing their last game of the season to the Washington football team. And they look like utter garbage. <laughs> like there's no other way to put it. The defense looked good. The defense looked like a like a good defense. The offense looked like hot garbage. There's no other way. It's like twenty six to seven. They just didn't click on anything. Dak was throwing interceptions left and right. He was throwing balls and then would throw a ball in the exact same place the next time. And then the defense, you know, would intercept it. It would
1: be right there, right?
0: (laughs) He was just completely off. Dak, Zeke wasn't able to really get much yardage. I want to say Pollard was out. But yeah, we looked bad. And then Philly won their game against the Giants. So it didn't really matter. Which, hey, you know, maybe that's what was going on. But I don't know. Going in, so we're playing Tampa Bay for the first game, our wild card game on Monday, and it's in Tampa Bay, which is literally the first game of the season. So the first game of the season was in Tampa Bay, Cowboys, (laughs) Tampa Bay. No touchdowns scored. Tampa Bay kicked four field goals. (laughs) Cowboys kicked one. Game was twelve to three. I can see it going the same way. If the offense plays like they did <laughs> uh-huh. against Washington, that's exactly how this game is going to go. Because um, Brady does have good protection. We have a good offense or a good defense. He'll get down to the red zone. He won't be able to get into the end zone. They'll kick the field goals.
1: Well, for his Tampa Bay's Ben, maybe that was just you know Tom Brady going look. I could skate through this regular season as I've done the other 20 seasons of my life yeah. and then kick ass in the, you know, the postseason. Yeah. He has more postseason wins than a lot of players have wins, period. That being said, that is one of the highlights, I guess the Browns could say, is that we have an overtime win against the Buccaneers this year. Yeah. <laughs> playing against Tom Brady. Not a backup quarter, playing against Tom Brady. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm not holding out any hope. We've lost. I think the Cowboys have lost the last eight playoff games. But
1: isn't it an improvement, though, that you made it to the playoffs this year? Did you make it last year?
0: Yes. And we lost in the first game. Oh. Like, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to the playoffs, we lose in the first game.
1: Oh, poor you. You make it to the playoffs in the, you know several times in the last two games. Yeah, decades. well, that's true. I was going to say, last time the Browns at least went
0: two games. <laughs>
1: That's true. That was the first time in twenty something years.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you fired Baker,
1: who went to L.A. and won a couple of games for him.
0: Yeah, so he's still he's still there, right? I don't think I he's guess, their primary until the end of the year. But yeah. yeah,
1: we'll see what happens to him next year. But I mean he showed that he's not as bad as everyone said he was yeah <laughs> that you put him in the right position the right team which i think has been on hold other thing for the browns right now is my impression is that the coaches are like saying you got to do it our way we don't care if you're not good at it get good at it <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> and it's like no no coach these guys don't get it <laughs> yeah Yeah, I guess that's been the odd thing about the season. It's not like anybody's like really, other than the Bills, you know, no one's really juiced about anybody. It's not like, oh, this team's the team of destiny. Can't wait to watch them run through the playoffs.
0: Eagles look good, too. Then again, they looked a lot better midseason than they did at the end. Right. We'll see. They get that whole bye week and everything. Jalen Hurts will be back. So we might end up seeing the Bills and the, uh, the Eagles playing in the Super Bowl. I guess that's probably the odds. It's probably, if you were to bet in Vegas right now, that's probably the two front runners, I'm guessing. I would think so. Personally, I like to see the Cowboys and the Bills play just because, you know, it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always like seeing those kind of rematch things. It's just got
1: to be not in the snow, right?
0: Well, it won't be because it's going to be in Arizona. That's <laughs> true. Going to be in Phoenix.
1: Speaking of the Bills, uh, let's talk about what happened, uh, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Monday, Monday Night, night football, football, Bills and Bengals in Cincinnati. It was in the first quarter, and I turned on the TV probably about five minutes after it happened. And when I first turned it on, I thought it was uh, it was just another injury. And then I heard them talking about it. So what had happened was, safety DeMar Hamlin, I made a tackle on a play, and it was a pretty standard tackle it wasn't anything that anybody got hurt that you could see you know no helmet to helmet no body extremity no awkward falling it was pretty standard and when you watch the replay and i had to go to youtube to look at the replay because they weren't going to show it on tv after it happened Demar hamlin stood up for about a second like he pops right up after making the hit stands there for about a second and then just falls flat back yeah it collapses backwards no falling to the ground no buckled knees like a like a board like a plank you know just planks backward yep after a lot of commotion a lot of waiting you finally come to find out he had he went to cardiac arrest on the field and they in fact performed cpr on him on the field before they moved him and uh it was pretty stunning to see um you know i think that's probably the the part that has been the biggest deal is that he's 24 years old. He's in great shape. He goes into cardiac arrest right there in front of millions of people watching on TV and all those fans watching in the stadium. And uh, the game never got out of the first quarter. Yeah. About five minutes left in the first quarter. And uh, after about almost an hour, they finally called the game.
0: Yeah. He got taken off the field and then it looked like they were setting up to start play again. And they all kind of stopped. And then the two coaches went out, and they grabbed the the refs and the, um, I guess, the guy from the NFL who was their representative. Well,
1: it talked to the NFL on the phone, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they, they basically just said, no, we're not going to play the rest of the game, we'll call it. We'll reschedule it, you know, do what we have to do with it, and we'll just move on from now.
1: So the give and take for it and probably why it was such a big deal is, one, it happened live on TV. And that's just scary to see. And then, two, the process. Why did it take so long to come up with that decision? And honestly, if this had happened two, three weeks ago, maybe it wouldn't have been as much of a big decision. But both these teams are playoff bound. Both of them potentially vying for the first seed you know, so therefore by week and home field advantage. So there was something, you know, on the line, but really both teams had a Sunday game the week following that Monday. So they had other things going for them, but I think that's really the two big stories, you know, the, the injury and then the process and how long it took for them to finally decide what to do and, and how to do it.
0: I mean, once they called it, they just kind of held their breath until the end of the season because uh-huh. they were like, well, let's hope that we don't have to reschedule this game. Right. Because what are we going to do then? Right. The honest truth is they probably should have scheduled rescheduled the game for like a couple days later, <laughs> <laughs> like on a Wednesday or something, because there's too much of a possibility that you end up having to play them multiple times in a week later on or even having to push the playoffs. I think the the front part of it, which was calling the game was good. But I think what to do now was handled pretty poorly.
1: Just the fact that there wasn't any sort of plan, any sort of thought that something like this could happen. Yeah. Which is when you think about it, of all the injuries and things that you've seen over the years, you know, in football, how they don't have a plan for this, especially with the NFL Players Association making such a big deal about player safety, how, uh, you know, multi-billion dollar organization like the nfl didn't think about this sort of thing yeah because now they got they refund all those tickets and that's going to spill out to some other stuff yeah why
0: why wasn't there a plan right why didn't you already have a plan (laughs) right (laughs) and a a manila folder somewhere with the letter b on it you know
1: (laughs) right now granted i mean like we're saying you know hindsight it probably didn't matter in the end anyways but as we stand today Mark hamlin's back in buffalo he's been discharged from the hospital Thank you know thank, thank god and he seems to be well onto the road of recovery a story that's not a story is probably going to be how they handle his contract i know when i uh talked a little bit about it with my girlfriend. She, you know, she thought she didn't think it was fair for him not to get his full contract and go, well, it's not going to play though. Right. So, you know, it's the give and take, he's going to get something. Yeah. He's probably going to get better than any of us would get. And, you know, in several years of work, he's he's probably going to get
0: better than most guys who get an injury that takes him out, you know, from the game. Right. I mean, everybody has, like, their injury uh, insurance these days, Mm
1: -hmm. I think, in the NFL. So, you know, he'll get that payout. So, um, like I said, that's probably going to be a story that's not a story and that they'll have to talk about. But in the end, thank God he's all right.
0: Yeah. There's a pretty big backlash in certain liberal media outlets about how football should be banned or we should get rid of it and it's the most terrible thing ever and nobody should play football and... Don't you see how this is destroying young lives? Blah, 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 blah.
1: You know, they all know what they're getting into. No one's lied to anybody. Everybody's seen what, you know, the NFL does and what it is. I mean. I mean,
0: heck, we had all the TUA stuff that happened earlier
1: this year. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, and think about it this way too if kneeling during the national anthem can't kill the nfl what can yeah it's a good point i mean think about that the violence has had less of an impact on the business of the nfl than kneeling during a national anthem yeah something that has absolutely no violence to it whatsoever just loads of disrespect (laughs) oh yeah because well oh Funny you mentioned that, because I'm going to bring it back to the Browns and the Steelers. (laughs) Oh yeah, I only watched part of it because how bad that game was. But then I found out the day after. So as the uh, Browns were getting their ass kicked by the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Deshaun Watson gets sacked by a player. I can't remember his name now. Not that I ever want to remember it. The player who did who sacked Deshaun Watson to celebrate the sack laid on the ground while another teammate comes over to him and starts. starts pretending to give him chest compressions (laughs) and that very game at the beginning of the game every single stadium in the nfl that had a game was honoring damar hamlin with number three on on the scoreboard in a moment of silence for him yeah so what in the ever loving hell where these guys thinking pretending to give CPR to, you know to their players as a celebration for something you did on the field. Yeah.
0: It just goes to the Steelers being some of the tackiest mother. Yes. Ever.
1: Yes. Just <laughs> just rotten people and rotten culture. This is the kind of thing I would
0: expect from Oakland. I'm sorry. Las Vegas. <laughs> but you guys really you should know better. <laughs> 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 Trash just
1: trash i couldn't believe it i was like what is wrong with you guys yes <laughs> not even a week removed you know mm-hmm. guys still laid up in a hospital yeah, still in the hospital <sighs> yeah that's most of the, the nfl news i think we covered that pretty good yeah i mean it could have gone more detail about the browns but i mean pfft. yeah well, it's gonna be a wild playoff season maybe i'll find the courage maybe i'll have enough beers to watch man just pick a team <laughs> Well, that's why I'm glad I'm halfway through hockey season right now, though. My hockey team is pretty much garbage right now, too, as you can tell, the Columbus Blue Jackets. But they're fun to watch. Uh, it, it's fun to be a sports fan here in the, in, in the Columbus area because they really love their teams. They uh, they really support them, both uh, the hockey and the soccer team. The soccer team, the fans actually saved that team a few years ago from being moved. So uh, really? it's fun to just go to the games and be among fans who just love to love the sport and love to to watch these guys, you know, do good things.
0: That's cool. Maria's choir is going to sing the national anthem at a Rough Riders game. Oh, cool! Yeah,
1: very cool. <laughs> yeah yeah baseball's coming back oh i can't wait Oh, yeah, spring
0: training coming up <laughs>
1: to think of something other than football and yeah spring training coming <laughs> up and baseball i love baseball because you just sit there and if they lose it's not a big deal because there's probably the game the next day and the one after that yep. and it helps me get through my work day at work a one o'clock game gets me from one to four and you know makes the day that much easier and that much more fun and there's just something to f- baseball eternal optimism in, in baseball yep You know, looking forward to it. I think the Guardians, I don't know if they'll do what they did last year, but uh, as long as they are the same fun team as they were last year, they could be that team every year, and I won't care what happens. They were just fun to watch. (laughs) Guys like, you know, Stephen Kwan and uh, Oscar Gonzalez, Spongebob. If you don't know that, Oscar Gonzalez, his walk-up song for last year was the opening theme to Spongebob Squarepants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) it's just so great because
1: eight out of the nine players that ever walk up I hear their walk-up songs and I have absolutely no clue what the song is I'm like how is that possible that these young guys that these players are are having walk-up songs that I have absolutely no freaking clue who they are (laughs) yeah
0: never heard this song in my life
1: (laughs) (laughs) not a single one with ACDC or anything like that yeah yeah Yep. Hoping for hoping
0: against hope that uh, Cowboys beat the uh, beat the Bucks on Monday.
1: Hoping against hope that uh, baseball season hurries up.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We do appreciate uh, your watching, listening to our podcast and our live cast. And if you're watching this video later, thanks. Um, Remember to hit the subscribe button, the bell button, the like button. The button button, but not the dislike button. I don't even know if that exists anymore. I've been hearing that they've taken away the dislike button, so I don't, I don't know. I don't pay enough attention. I, I watch YouTube a lot, but I don't... Whatever. If you do those things, then you'll get notified when we do this stuff, and that'll be good because then you'll be able to come on the live cast and uh, possibly interact with us via the chat function, which I don't check because there's not enough people to justify that <laughs> yet. <laughs> But uh, I will if people start watching us live. So if you'd like to support the podcast and or live cast, we have a patron, patandthefatman.com. Click on the Become a Patron button. It will take you to Patreon where you can then sign up for a subscription and get access to our patrons-only content. For our patrons, thank you very much again for supporting the podcast. And to our lovely editor, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Also, guys we're on uh, twitter or at least i am as the fat man on twitter we'll be posting more on there and on the facebook group pat and the fat man on facebook yeah so so keep following us let us know you know like us chat at us you message us you know whatever it is let us know that you're out there listening share us with all your friends and family
0: (laughs) thanks for joining us with what will potentially be the last Sports ball. Unless the Cowboys end up winning and going further on, I'm Pat. I'm the fat man.
1: Stay classy. Who do? Boy, how long we've we been at it? We did a good job for teams that didn't do well this year. Yeah. yeah hour and a half. <laughs> it says an hour and ten, but. I round up. You round up. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you engineers do? Is that why that that one probe on Mars crashed? You round it up. Yeah, that's why
0: all of those crashed. Actually, the the one on Mars <laughs> meters and feet, which is really weird because NASA uses the metric system. So, like, why
1: <laughs> was anybody using the empirical system? Right? Why was there why <laughs> at all? <laughs>
0: What's wrong with you, sir?